is up, everyone? Welcome into another edition of Cheers from the Press Box. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif, joined, as always, by my co-host, a very good friend, Mr. Joe Dorville. What's up, man? What is going on? Just some breaking news and random conversations preceded by, followed by that. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it. If you're new to the program, we're going to start the same way we do every week with the kickoff, and then we'll get into the quick hits. Some tertiary subjects, and we actually, Joe is correct. We have breaking news what, coming. What in. a call by me, huh? Huh? Yeah. Decided to record today, and then boom, breaking news. Yeah, I was like, why does he want to record this morning? And then this happens, and I'm like, I well, now. I didn't sidetrack. I didn't sidetrack. Yeah, you knew what was going on. And then uh, we're skipping the walk off. Then we will get to the press conference. We'll pedal our wares, but we'll start this week the same way we do every week. Joe, ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. All right, before we get to our breaking news, uh, big, big news, uh, we're talking NBA playoffs. Joe's mighty Denver Nuggets fall to the Miami Heat barely uh, by three. Barely, in game two. I might add. Did you, you watch this whole game, I assume? Because I did. Of course I did. Yeah, I got called out of work, so I, I fucking sat up on the couch, got ready, and watched this game. Oh, and so I, you didn't see your boy? What? Oh, no, your boy was yesterday. Sorry, I meant to talk who's, about that earlier. Who's my boy? You sent me a picture of who was going to be in one of your sections. Oh, uh, no, I did not see him. It was the next day, but I did not see him. Oh, okay. That's not my boy. That was just a, a just name say, I recognize. Hey, just say Just your boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, so I watched this game, and I will give you, just because I know you know a lot more about the teams and everything. Obviously, Denver being your team, you're from South Florida, but... What I took away was in the first three minutes, Denver couldn't hit a shot. And I was like, "Uh oh, this might get out of hand. And then, boom, Denver finds it. And then we start going. And then Denver goes up by like 17 at one point. And I was like, oh, this is over. And then Miami comes back. So it's just, again, it speaks to Miami's whole season where it's like, oh, no, they're done. They're washed. It's over. And then they come back. What did you take away from this? Are you encouraged, discouraged? Are you worried? What's what's happening? Caleb Martin um, came back to earth. That was nice to see. Not nice to see. You want people to, you know, be great at all times. Um, As a Denver fan, is that what you'd like? I'd, I'd like to beat everybody at their best. So then there's no excuses. Um, but yeah, so this game was annoying painful and agonizing to watch at times um and exhilarating at times it was a full gambit of emotions for me uh game one i think we haven't recorded since game one game one the nuggets won um the heat shot terrible like max Struess was 0 for 9 0 for 10 from the field um they funny enough though they still made five more threes than the Nuggets did in nah. game one. Nuggets only hit seven. They hit 13, I believe. Or, yeah, but weren't they like 13 of like 30-something? Um, yeah. They they shot a lot. Yeah, they, yeah. But still, at the end of the day, they I made mean, more yeah, threes. Yeah, you're right. So, well, that's um, the thing is if you make more threes, then you're going to win the game most yeah. of the time. Most of the time, but their percentage was way off. And you knew that wouldn't, I mean, we'd seen them all postseason. They've been a three-point juggernaut after not being so in the regular season. Um, fun stats I heard uh, after the game um, from uh, what was it, Tom Haberstrow. After, if in game two, 
Jimmy missed the last three. But if not for that last three Jimmy missed, they would have shot 50% from three. It would have been the fourth time this postseason they've shot 50% from three. The entire time the Warriors have been winning championships in these last, like, decade, they've only shot 50% from three four times. God, and that's over the course of the last 10 years. Yeah, and the Heat have done it, or close to doing it, all in this postseason alone. That's the heater they're on, the heat check they're on, no pun intended. Um, But like you said, the game started slow for the Nuggets, but I knew that would eventually correct itself. See, so you weren't worried. And like when they missed those first four or five shots... no, because it was, was like, like 10 to 2. Out. I was like, okay. I was like, this is going to even out. We're not going to get boat race in the first quarter. I don't think that's going to be the issue. Yeah, and then right. that quarter ended like 23 to 26. Like the Heat didn't even get that far. And I was like, okay, if that's the best, if that's them with Max Struess Max hitting, then I think we're in a pretty good place. Um, and then to start that second quarter, we went on a crazy run. I think the run ended up being uh, all together. Second between the second and third quarter, somewhere like forty-five to fifteen or something like that. Yeah, that we third quarter was insane. Crazy run, um, late second half into the third quarter, crazy run. Um, but then, but throughout the entire time, you could see little issues that were going to develop into bigger problems. And this is the thing that scares me. This is the only thing that scares me. What does what? What scares me isn't. Uh, the heat. I respect the heat. I'm not scared of the heat. What scares me is lapsing, lapsing judgment, falling into bad habits, people reverting back to who they once were. Yeah. Um, Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon, uh, KCP, and Michael Porter Jr. had multiple defensive lapses. All three of them, they became hesitant to shoot at times. Um, they weren't making the proper cuts, weren't making the proper reads to get open for Jokic to find them. Um, and to me, the biggest disappointment in this game for me was Jamal Murray's hesitancy. Yeah. Um, he was getting blanketed a lot. He was getting, they were putting a lot of pressure on him, but he has to continue <coughs> shooting. He has to continue putting that pressure on the defense. In the first game, I think he shot the ball 22 times. In the second game, he shot the ball 15 times. They just – they've once they said, hey, our best offense is just Jokic doing whatever, everybody's bite was a little dull. Yeah. Like no one tried to get their own. No one in that fourth quarter, I was like, is anybody like you can ask my girlfriend? Like, I'm sitting there watching the phone because I was at her house. So I'm watching the game on my phone. Uh, and I'm just yelling into the abyss, like, is no one gonna attempt a shot? Is no one just gonna try to shoot the ball? Yeah. Like, what <laughs> why yeah, the hesitancy we, was interesting? It was so it, everybody became gun shy at a point. Like well, Michael Porter big- Jr. shot eight times for the game. Which is insane to me, especially because everyone was talking about how he could be the difference maker with his size and uh, strength. And people make fun of him being a a, a gunslinger, just shooting everything, yeah. and it, he just got he just stopped shooting. Do you agree <laughs> with the uh, Jokic only having four assists leading? No, to I don't think. Problems? I think okay. that's the dumbest, uh, the dumbest bare bones um, narrative. Narrative, and I, I got into it with Clinton Yates on Twitter yesterday because. 
um, people say, oh, when he scores 40, they lose. And it's like, okay, if he didn't score those four, if he scored, say, 39, I don't think that meant everybody else was going to start making their shots. Yeah. <laughs> the pro- Like, that's such an arbitrary number to point to because in the three games that he shot 40 or more, if he just shot 39, I don't think when he decides he's going to score, it's not out of, hey, I'm going to just go out here and get my own. It's nobody's making anything. No one's being aggressive. So I have to do this in order to keep us in the game. Yeah, uh, the going into that people... fourth quarter. Sorry, going into that fourth quarter when he was on a tear offensively. He had 13 in the fourth quarter. He was at 30 something. They were up eight. And then in that fourth quarter, you have Jimmy stepping out of bounds and making a pass to Gabe. And we'll get to the referees in a second. Jimmy, Jimmy stepping out of bounds, making a pass to Gabe Vincent for a three. Um, you had uh, and you had a goaltending. That's five points. That closes the gap of three points. So he could have scored 40 and they could have won. And he could have had only four assists. Yeah. Yeah, I I find it fascinating because people keep saying, well, when he scores over 40, they lose the game because he's shooting too much. He's not assisting too much. But to your point, it's like, well, he's only scoring over 40 because no one else is scoring any po- like he's not doing it because he wants to he's doing it because he has to yeah if no one he else is taking decided not to do it then it'd be if he was just like you know i can't get over 35 yeah we, they'd still lose it'd be a blowout yeah. <laughs> it'd just be a bigger margin of victory for the other two like kcp yeah. shot the ball four times total like that's not a recipe for success we had too many turnovers we were being too careless with the ball yogi's had a, a Super uncharacteristic turnover where he just threw the ball out of bounds. He thought somebody was going to be somewhere and just threw the ball out of bounds. But, man, KCP fouled out. KCP fouled two three-point shooters. J.J. Redick yeah. broke it down. I'll send you the, the clip later because he said the same thing. Like, Jokic shooting over 40 points is a dumb narrative because he's like uh, – he mentioned the same things. Gabe Vincent hitting that shot off Jimmy stepping out of bounds. Goal yeah. 10 that wasn't called. KCP fouling a three-point shooter twice that's what six nine eleven points right there mm-hmm. eleven points that's eleven points three he and actually lose by three right yeah lost by three he mentions a couple other plays because uh defensive lapses where duncan where two people follow duncan robinson leave gave Vincent open for a three and then um i saw that a couple times and then you just saw yeah. the look on their face where they're like Fuck. exactly and then uh Somebody they ran that same action. Somebody didn't switch, and uh, Duncan Robinson got an open, got a free layup, and one misses the free throw, hits a three right after that. So it's like it was a bunch of to me, and I'm saying all these things, and not to mention the like three times the ball went out on the Heat, and we saw it in the replay, and the refs just didn't correct it. Yeah. Like there was the one where they go to the timeout, and I'm thinking, okay, obviously they're gonna like they're gonna back look at and it, correct now, yeah. it, and it comes back in its heat ball, and I'm like, what the? Why do we have a replay setup? What is any of this shit for? If you're not gonna get the calls right, we're seeing the replays where Bam hits it, where Struz hits it, and we're just just gonna live with this. We're just gonna let this happen. I was like, also, I mean, um, Coach Malone. I, 
I don't remember. If not, I don't see the stat anywhere. I don't think there's a stat. But did he call any of his uh, coach challenges? Like, one of these things he should have challenged. If you're not going to use it at all, you might as well waste it at one point. Yeah, like, just throw it it's out sitting there. in your pocket. You're not going to accumulate them over games. <laughs> so, if I could would critique him, that would be it. Like at one of these times when your players are telling you, "Hey, call like let's look at this." If the refs aren't going to do it on their own, we got to force the issue. Um, but yeah, guys were just it, it was just, and the annoying thing is all this, all the sloppiness, the laziness, the lack of shooting, all of this was still present when we were up eight going into the fourth. Yep. All of this was still present. And again, even after all of this also showed its head in the fourth, we lost the game by three. And I just named you, what, five plays that the, or four plays that the officials gave up. Not blaming the game on the officials. The Nuggets lost this game. But four plays that literally changes the score of, not the score, but changes the outcome of this game. Jimmy, plain as day, stepped out of bounds and made a pass that resulted in a three-point shot. A goal 10 that the fucking Mark Jackson. Everyone. everyone Mark Jackson. Like, that's on its way down. <laughs> he said, that's going down to me. Uh and then uh, out of bounds on Bam, out of bounds on Struz. All the dumbheaded, boneheaded misreads and everything. And the refs messing up. And we lost by three. I would say after the game, Coach Malone got into got into the team, tore into the team. Um, asked them what, I think, uh, asked them what was the reason we lost. And unanimously, everybody on the team said they came out here and they outworked us. They wanted it more. We got two lacks. Everything that he warned them about after game one, he said, hey, yeah. you won one game, but you won nothing. That Don't means nothing. Don't get yeah. too comfortable. Don't get too relaxed. Everybody got too relaxed. Everybody thought they, you know, everything was all good. Um, and you hope that they come out on Wednesday with a fire in their belly and uh, with their with the feeling that their backs is against a wall and they go out there and take the game and don't just give it away. Uh, like I was going to say, no one decided, no one outside of Yogi decided to score in the fourth quarter until there was like three minutes three minutes left when Aaron Gordon finally just shoots a wide open. Like you, He's had so many open looks from three, and it's like, dude, shoot it. Just shoot it. Just shoot, shoot it, it yeah. to make them guard you, if anything, to open up the spacing. And he finally shoots it, and guess what? He makes it. KCP shoots one, long rebound. Jamal gets it. He makes it. Now we're in a ball game. Now it's a six-point game with about three minutes left. If you only would have done this with about five minutes left or seven minutes left or, God forbid, eight minutes left or start the quarter this way, maybe we had a chance to win. But you let the Heat avalanche you for the first, like, five minutes of the fourth, and you're down. You're in an 11-point hole, and it's like, dog, what are you doing? Yeah. It was it was rough. It was a it was also as you can I, tell I've been waiting since Sunday to get all this on. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> you could have done, done a solo show today. Uh, so I wanted it, to do a Tuesday. I was like, I can't wait another day. <laughs> it's it's fascinating to me. Also watching it with uh, my girlfriend from an outsider's perspective because she's not a huge sports fan, and every time 
this is a fun little antecedent. She, uh, her brother from Boston and her brother uh, had a date Saturday for game seven, but mm. he didn't realize, he didn't think Boston was going to win games, you know, four and five, oh, or excuse wow. me, f- yeah, four, five, and six. So it's game seven. And he texts, he's, I don't know, we were somewhere, and he goes, hey, I, I think I have to cancel this date. And she goes, why? And he goes, it was Boston game seven. And she, like, lost her mind. And then I had to give her the whole walk-off speech about why sports are important, and this is important, and you I don't mean, understand. Game seven, two best yeah. words in, in life. Game seven, and first time in NBA history that a team has come back from th- Not the first to time, make- not the first time. I'm sorry. The third time in NBA <laughs> history. It could have been the first time in NBA history where a team would win. Yes. That's what I meant to say. But um, I say all that to say we're watching the I'm like, we're watching. It's the finals. We're watching the game. And she was like, OK, I guess. And throughout the whole game, it was so weird to see a, a, a someone who's not that into sports get super into it. Mm-hmm. And then when when Jamal goes to make that last shot, I think it's oh going God. in. I thought it might. I thought it and was she going literally in. like jumped up a little. She's like, oh, <laughs> and then it bounced down. She goes, wait, wait. So it's just over. And I was like, yeah, yeah. we've got another game now. I was hoping like hell that shit went in. I thought for sure it would, but it is cool to see someone from an outsider who does nothing invested in sports get so into the game because I was just like, no, we want Denver to win. And then for them to go down and then come back and then go down and then come back, it was... They have the series, though. I mean, like you said, all the things that went wrong and they still only lost by three. Yeah, I think... I think... Denver... The thing is... And, and, and the again, back to the fear of mine. Um, my fear is not that the Heat... Not to say the Heat won't beat us, but my fear is Denver never really plays how they're supposed to play. Denver beats itself. Yeah. not They never show up. The yeah. real Denver never shows up. Like, in two games, they've in the first game they shot, what, 11? They shot seven. They made seven threes. This game they made 11 threes. Uh, the efficiency is all there. It's... The effort, it's the extra pass, it's the hustle, it's the little things that everybody, the team isn't doing together in unison, in lockstep. Like, everybody, you're seeing spurts where in the first game, ooh, Jamal's going off. In this game, ooh, Jokic is going off. Michael Porter still has not shown up to me. Yeah, Aaron Gordon, you had that first quarter in the first game. You didn't really... You you dispersed it over the entirety of this game to a degree. KCP hasn't found his shooting rhythm yet. KCP making who's supposed to be the he's won the championship with the Lakers. He's veteran presence. He made the most boneheaded of plays, you'd say. Christian Brown God, KCP had KCP is the veteran pre- I remember when that was drafted. Uh Christian Brown had probably some of the best moments in this game. And then some of the worst moments in this game. Yeah. Like, he had that that dunk that was like, ooh, let's go. He had That's the that white kid steal. that we, we were looking at the last week, right? Yes. Uh, he had the st- You were looking up last. I know Christian Brown. What are, yeah. What I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, because I, I, I yeah, it's it's spelled weird and it's not like the person you think. Steal. It's spelled so weird. Uh, it's, it's Christian Brown, honestly. Uh, he had like three steals in this game. And then he had three of the most head scratching defensive lapses. So in this game. Mark Jackson touches on this where he says, uh, 
Mike Malone is going to play him. And he goes, he has a lot of faith. He has to have a lot of faith in this guy to keep him out there in some of these big spots because he's made some mistakes. And I guess he's just like, no, we're going to run with him. Most of his mistakes prior to, like, he saw, he started a lot at the beginning of the postseason with um, the Suns and the Timberwolves. And then it kind of tailed off in the Lakers series. And the mistakes weren't defensive most of the time. The mistakes were offensive most of the yeah. time. He'd be hesitant to shoot. He wouldn't um, cut. He wouldn't be in the right spots. So it was like, hey, if we need to outscore some of these teams, if we need to outscore the Lakers, like we can't have people just out there not taking shots. Yeah, we got to have the our, size too. Of- in the size, like we got to have eh, size less degree. I mean, he he was guarding KD in that series in the oh, Sun series. Okay, yeah. So it's like he's a good defender. Um, so it was that, but. In this game, it was the, the annoying thing in this game was he had moments of brilliance defensively and moments of just losing his mind defensively. Yeah. Like he had three steals damn near in successive possessions. And then, and that was in like that second, third quarter window. And then in the fourth quarter, him and Bruce, him and Bruce Brown, the other Brown, Brown and Brown, they just got killed on that pistol action into the, into the right corner. Yeah, so it's it's interesting because it's going to be one of those things where I think a part of the problem. Sorry, uh, I'm gonna. This is. I mean, what, what did you think was going to happen when my team made the final? Uh, <laughs> I think a part of the problem, and this is not a Mike Malone issue. This is more of a me issue, personally. It's been an issue for a long time. All this switching shit. Everybody just yeah. guard your guy. Just guard your guy. Fight through the screen. What happened to fighting through the screen? Hey. Fucking Miami does it. What happened to just fight? No, Miami plays zone and zones for cowards. And that's another reason why I think they're going to lose. But why, what happened to just fighting through the screen, sticking on your guy, stick on your guy like glue. Don't let that guy they get open. The Defend the ball. As much as I think we were led to believe. because They I, play the this, zone a lot. That whole fourth yeah, quarter, they played that goddamn That's zone. true. But I, when I was watching it, because this is the first game of Miami's uh, since like game three of Boston where I watched start to finish. And I was like, I've heard... Because obviously I've been keeping up with it through podcasts and through reading articles and stuff. And everyone keeps talking about the zone, the zones, the zone. But in the first three quarters, I was like, there's not. I mean, they're playing it, but not like it's not the only defense they're playing. It's not the only defense they're playing, but it's a deceptive zone. They do a really good job at uh, folding into it because it'll true. start I might, out. I might, have, I might have just been a layman not being able to see that it is the zone because it so, looks. The thing with their zone is it starts off most times with a full court press. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as the ball travels down, the front three guys fall into the top of the zone or the top two guys fall into the top of the zone. So it gives you the perception that, oh, they're not in the zone. They're playing man. And then once you get into your half court offense, a zone has arrived. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That's why. Because, yeah. It's not like uh, Syracuse where they're just sitting there waiting for you to come down. Yeah, they're back on half court. It's waiting. Well, speaking of your team in the finals. I wasn't ready for it. I know. Nuggets Nuggets still in six, by the way. Nuggets still in six. All right. I still have Nuggets in five. Joe, now we're talking hockey, NHL. Got to lose two to make it six, baby. I I think if they lose two in a row, it's going to definitely be... Jokic is going to wake everybody up. Jokic is going to start smacking people. That's what I'm saying. If they lose two in a row... All right, Stanley Cup final. We're talking the Vegas Golden Knights versus Joe's Ice Cats, the Florida Panthers of South Florida. 
Um, it's a it's a marvelous story. The Ice Cats came in, limped in as the A seed, then ups- shocked the world, beating the Bruins, who had the best regular season record in uh, NHL history, most points in NHL history. Um, but now they have gone down two nil to the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, this will be another Joe breakdown, just because these are both his teams. So Joe, I'm going to say for the uh, the hockey listeners, it's two zero. It's not two nil. I'm Don't. sorry. Don't do that. I've been watching so much Ted Lasso <laughs> and so much Prem that now nil is whenever I see a zero, I say nil. Uh, Joe, what, what's going on? The first game was pretty close. The Ice Cats hung in it a little bit, but then the second game was kind of a blowout. What's going on with your boys? Uh, <laughs> Golden Knights are just better. Yeah. <laughs> Golden Knights are just better. And then so, wait, you, th- you don't think you have a shot in the series? I don't think we have a shot. Okay. I don't think our shot was game one. Our shot to fool or not fool, but surprise them was game one. Um, so you, we wait, you think the Golden Knights are better than the? the no, Boston. I don't think they're better than Boston. I think okay. Boston was the best team, but I mean Boston was dealing with uh, the pressures of history and all that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And whatnot. But when we talk about um, the Presidents Cup, how that's so hard to translate. Yeah, uh, and and I think. But let's not forget. And I mean, this is kind of what I'm about to say is not what I'm th- what I think in this series. But let's not forget, Boston was up three one on the Panthers. Yeah, <laughs> like they could, they should have closed it out. They were right there to close it out. That's what I was just, just thinking when you said they just that. Did it? Um, I don't when think you said game gonna... one. I was like, well, I mean, they did go down quite a yeah. bit to Boston. But my thing is, the Panthers. All season long, the issue has been the defense. The defense has been putrid. We have allowed too many goals. If you go back to the season of me talking about them, we were allowing too many goals, and we lacked the offense that we had last year that could come back and score score goal in bunches. Um, we're a more grinded-down team. Try to reduce your amount of scoring. Try to limit your shots. We're going to have less shots, and then we'll try to get a few in at the end. Um, but that is predicated on us having all-world defending and all-world goal uh, goaltending. Yeah. Our defensemen are smoke and mirrors to a degree, uh, and it bore out for the the large sample size, which is the entirety of the season, and from game what game five on Bob played out of his mind and that just covered up all the lapses in judgment that our defense has had and it became a non-talking point because we had a hot goalie and it was just we don't need to talk about the defense the lineup the, the any of the shifts any of the linesmen because Bob was just cleaning up everything and yep. we were keeping every game within a goal or two. And in one's goal games in the postseason, we were freaking, I think we won every game. But now with a team who is not going to allow you to slow them down, stick them in the mud, they are here to score goals in bunches and our defensemen cannot keep up with that. At the end of the day, the Golden Knights, it was what I was scared of. Uh, I think I was talking to Anderson prior to the game one. And he was like, don't worry, you got Bob, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no, 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 no. There's been too many times where Anulo's about to record. And I look up and it's already 3-0 
10 minutes in Golden yeah. Knights. I was like, they are a lethal team as far as scoring. And if that's the case, we can't come back because that is not who we've been all this season, even though I think it was game six, the Panthers came back from a big deficit against Boston. Yeah, but that wasn't who you were. I was about to say, but that's not who our DNA has been for the entirety of the season. And so I was like, if it becomes a shooting match and it becomes, hey, match goal for goal, I don't think we're going to be in this for much long. Um, I hope, you know, come back home, get some home cooking. Um, man, I, I, I'm i a defeated man at this point. I just want to win a game in the in the Stanley Cup. Didn't do it in 96. If we don't do it again, it's like, what the what? You guys got like, swept in 96? Got swept in 96 by the, uh, the Avalanche. That's rough. Um, so, yeah, it, it really hurt to get swept again. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we look... We look outclassed. Um, I've had to turn off. I know this is sacrilege to some people, but I had to turn off both games. Like yesterday, no, I think it's it got to like three in a year of mental health. That's a smart thing to do. Yeah, I was like uh, in game one, it got to the third period. They scored the fourth goal. And I was like, yeah, we ain't coming back from four two. turned it off. Didn't see the empty netter. And in this one, I think what? I can't remember what period. Yeah, they scored the fourth goal in this one, and I was just like, "Welp." <laughs> yeah, I think actually, I think I saw the third goal, and it was three zero, and I was like, "Man, if it was two zero going into the, but yeah, no, nah, I was like, I, I was like, there's too much things I could be watching. My girlfriend's over. I, I'm not doing this to myself. I was like, I, I already. I'm already using all my cards on uh, the NBA finals. I was like, yeah. I can't, I can't. Using all your I, saved up chits. Right? Yeah, I was like, I can only, I can only say the game is on so many days in a row, man. I was yeah. Like, so especially if both your teams are in the final. Yeah. I know that's the thing. So if the, if the Panthers are going to be out of it early and often, it's like I can't. I'll just follow along like second screen, but yeah, yeah. All right, moving on. I wasn't ready again. Shoot, I have to do the read. Oh, yes, man. sir. I wish I wish I would have realized that sooner. It's okay. No. I mean, it's not ready again. It's totally understandable. You just talked about how your team is being thwarted by the Vegas team. And people who root for the Vegas team are like degenerates and just gross. And then what's up, Scott? <laughs> To play like a pro, you need to train like a pro. This is your only chance to train your game with some of the best players on the planet, including Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, DeMar DeRozan, CJ McCollum, De'Aaron Fox, and many more. Pro class is packed with hundreds of drills, workouts, and breakdowns, all specifically designed to skyrocket your skills like never before. With over 20 signature training systems, you'll craft your shooting, handles, scoring, and athleticism just like all-stars and future Hall of Famers. And with our special code, you can claim your 50% discount right now before it's too late. So check the show notes or the pinned tweet on Twitter to get instant access to join Pro Class right now. couple of mess-ups, but just talked about... I talked for like 80 minutes already, right? right show's 80-minute yeah, episode 30, already? Yeah. And you'll be surprised how quick... And- quick! Name hits. Quick hit. All right, quick... Breaking news, getting to the quick hits, the PGA and the Live 
Golf Tour have merged. Actually, not just that, but DP World Tour, the Live Golf League, and the PGA Tour have merged. Breaking, breaking news. Um, it's funny reading some of these articles. I mean, this just happened like not even 30 minutes ago. Reading some of these articles, it's pretty hilarious that many of the PGA Tour members and Live Golf players and agents had no idea. Uh, one PGA Tour player was reached for comment, and he said, no fucking way. I'm guessing that was Rory McIlroy. Uh, yeah, I feel bad for Rory. Uh, he was the spokesperson defending the PGA, and then they did this kind of behind his back. I mean, he was the spokesperson until he wasn't. Uh, him and because- Tiger, him and Tiger were the no, we're against this. We we can't we can't abide by this. We also have a TV show with a new type of golf coming out next fall, and nah, but now nah, like trying to get money, like you got to earn that. But we should get paid for being the most popular golfers. Yeah, and then <laughs> I'm trying to see just on. Yeah, so I guess um, they're still trying to determine players like Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson, who completely defected to the Saudi-funded Live Tour, um, how they can rejoin the PGA Tour after this year. Unclear about how the golf league would take into 2024. All right, so basically they're just going to combine all their uh, – uh, uh, all the tours. Yeah. Well, not not. They're gonna combine we the didn't commercial get your assets. Uncle on the form. I know. Form. I will. I will call him. Maybe I'll do a, a quick bonus or something like that. Or maybe we'll just work it in next week. Once. Yeah. We get a comprehensive details. breakdown after. Yeah. More of the details come out because we're just getting this and we're scrapping as we're getting ready to hit record. Like all this is breaking and we're trying to get as much information as we can. Yeah. So it was. Um, it was definitely on the fly. Uh, but. We're going to keep you guys up to date, you guys and gals out there listening. Uh, we will let you know exactly what's going on. I will call my uncle, who has some insights into the PJ Tour, and see what he's got going on, see what he's got cooking. But speaking of golf. Hold on. Before we move on, we got to say one thing, Brian. What's that? Called this two weeks ago. Oh called God. this two weeks ago. We, uh, we For talked- those of you listening, the reason I didn't bring it up was because we spent the first 20 minutes before we started recording where Joe was sending out texts and tweets, and I forgot that wasn't on the show. I'm promoting yes, the podcast, Well, I'm the podcast. I said, hey, guys, no, if you, you want call, insight, yeah, you if you want insight into the golf world and how things are structured in America you and this. abroad, all right, I called this two weeks ago after Brooks won, prompted by Brennan. Good job, Brennan, in co-hosting, asking me the question, how do you feel about a live guy who's taking all that Saudi money? I was like, you know what? America, not the greatest history, not the greatest present, not the latest, greatest last 20 years. Uh, they've done a lot of shady things. Women just got access to some of these courses. Uh, the women don't get paid commiserate with the men I on the tour. I thought you were going to say something else, and I was like, what? Uh, oh, no. Um <clears throat> So I was like, hey, I was like, do I see a world where these two forces, where these two entities join forces very soon? I didn't think two weeks. A la the NBA and the AFL, uh, NBA and the ABA and the NFL and the AFL. I was like, I could see this happening eventually. Don't know if it's going to happen now, but I saw it coming. And boom, two weeks later. On the day we record, us guys, they did it for us. They did it for me, honestly. Hey, listen to the show, man. Um, but yeah, I called. Boom. Let's go. All right. Rosang. Wow. Uh, what a This story. is, yeah, this is pretty intense. Uh, won everything at Sanford for the two years she was there. And playing in her first LPGA professional tournament wins. Wins. Never happens. She. Not never, but doesn't happen very often. 
she thought she would have. She said she would have been happy just making the cut. Yeah. And then she had what an under not under five first day. She was fifth. That's what it was. She was fifth. She was in fifth place after the first day. Um, she had a great third round. I think she shot a sixty six in her third round, <clears throat> and that set up. Uh, she shot a sixty nine on the fourth round, and that set up a playoff. Yeah, she bogeyed on eighteen to push it into a playoff. Uh, let me find the other person's name because I forget. You know, I don't keep up with the losers all the time. Hey. Um, no way, yo! What just happened? I say something. I say something. I say something wrong. What's, what's going on? I don't. I don't know how to say. I don't know how to speak. Como se dice? Como se dice? Wait, was that? That wasn't a women's open. No. Where is the? Where's the? What date are we on? Hang on, I'll pull it. Oh, okay, completed tournaments. I'm like, what was going on? <laughs> They're showing me the upcoming tournaments. What's happening here? Uh, her and Jennifer Kupocho. Kupocho. Jennifer, forgive me if I'm saying your name wrong, which I'm pretty sure I'm saying your name wrong. But yeah, yeah, I'm almost positive. Yeah, <laughs> I'm almost certain. Uh, but yeah, they ended up in a playoff uh, in Rosang one. And I mean, she was, she's what, 20 years old? Cupcho. Uh, Cupcho, thank you. Uh, it's so funny. <laughs> this is a tangent. It's so funny. I am so bad at pronouncing names. I know. Especially and choose to do the WNBA. Especially, I'm good at those names. I know all those. I hear all those names. That's the difference. That's true. But I'm so bad at pronouncing names. I'm bad at pronouncing ethnic names. You know who corrects me most of the time and gets it right almost all the time? Huh. You and Kyle. Yeah. The two white guys. So interesting. It's so funny. Every time. I'm like, hey, Kyle. Don't believe everything on the internet. We're not all terrible, terrible people. I'm like, Kyle, you do. Because you guys, I think you guys, I don't want to say care more. Because it's not like pay I care more less. Attention. You guys, pay attention to the finer details. You're willing to take that extra step to look it up so you don't end up being stereotype, whatever, whatever. Um, yeah, it's so, yeah. fascinating to me sometimes how you'll trip up on some names. Um and I'm like, God, if I did this, I'd get <laughs> yeah, I, I play a little fast and loose, all right? Play a little fast. Yeah, man, you can get away with it. But yeah, um, yeah, the future is going to be right, bright for Rose Zang. She's going to yeah. This be- was pretty cool. The fact that I mean, I thought it was super, just super cool. Like, like we said, she won everything at Stanford, um, and then uh, came out and uh, to make the cut. Like she said, I mean, I just want to keep echoing what she said. Like to make the cut is awesome. To come out and win is like unheard of. Do you think? Do you think? Hot take. We're gonna zag while everybody zigs. Whoa. Do you think she's the next? She is the female Tiger Woods. Um, she is on pace to be. She actually, fun fact, she won more at Stanford than Tiger did. That's what I was gonna say. The dominance in college and coming out and winning right away. Super young. She's well. I mean, she's not as young as Tiger, but she's. In her early, I think she is 20. I think she's 20, yeah. Tiger was, what, 19 when he got on tour? 18. 18? 18? He won the uh, Masters straight out of the gate. He did not win the Masters at 18. He was doing amateur events on the tour and doing player uh, exemptions, but he did not fully join the tour until I want to say about 20, and he didn't win the Masters. He won the Junior Masters, Maybe I think, at like 18. But I think he won. Maybe that was it. Masters are like 23 or something. But yeah. Um, The 1996 
Inv- Las Vegas Invitational was his first tour win. First tour win, okay. But yeah, um, yeah, no, I think um, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. I think she'll be for a female comp. Um, I think she'll be more. Uh, she'll end up winning more majors than say uh, Michelle Wee, who was another child prodigy. Um, but the Tiger thing, I mean, I think the 21, I knew it was a fucking pinnacle age. I knew it was like 18 or 20. You know what I mean? Like it was one of those like big ages. I knew my thing was, I knew it was out of college. Yeah. He went to college. <laughs> yeah, I, I forget that part a lot. Um, I'm um, always like, no, he came right out of high school. Uh, we just said he did more. I, 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 I literally just said it, and I'm still just like, no, it's Tiger. He came straight from high school. Um, yeah, he was 21 when he won his first uh, PGA, and then he won the Masters at 22. All right. So I think she will have a successful career. I think she'll win a bunch of majors. I don't think she will bludgeon the field because the thing about the tiger thing the tiger thing is so rare and the problem is we keep trying to make people the next tiger and i think it's way too much pressure and we got to realize that run he was on was one of one it's like yeah it's the Tom it's Brady. him it's, it's yeah. like jack and somebody else from 80 years ago that i don't know it's like it's insane bob hogan uh I think Bob Hogan was in that same Jack era, but no, not with Jack. He was in the thirties. Oh, really? Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry, Bob. Uh, what about Bob? Bob? Who's uh, the other? Who's the other guy that is escaping me all of a sudden? Not Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer didn't win yeah, at the way. Arnold Palmer. That's Arnold was Arnold was in Jack's era, and Jack yeah, but he, the he's winning. the one I was thinking of. But you're right; he did not win. He he got more famous kind of almost after the fact, making yeah. he golf won and stuff. The yeah, thing is, he not, won. He was like that. he was kind of like Phil. Like he won. He had a great career, but the other guy just won at a rate that was astronomical. <laughs> yeah, stupid. Some would say. Um, so yeah, like we tried to do it with Brooks. We've tried to do it with uh, Spieth. We tried to do it with Rory. And I just think like, hey, go out there, win a few. Don't put this pressure to hit some specific number. And I think that will. If the less we try to compare these people to. The anomaly, I think the more freedom they'll have to actually win more. It'll free them up um, and take some of that weight off their shoulders. But, Brendan, speaking of weight on shoulders, we have a couple of big matchups coming up here in the French Open. Uh, You know who I'm looking for. Coco Golf versus Iga Svetka. You know she's 19 now? I looked that up. I I looked that one up. Yeah. Iga I remember when Svetka. Coco won at like fourteen. Yeah, she was like fourteen. She beat uh, she beat Venus. That's five years in ago. The first round. Yeah, it's like five years. Yeah, it was about the time I moved to Atlanta. Um, she's from Palm Beach County. Throw it up. Throw it up. Uh, Delray. Delray Beach specifically. Pretty. I'm almost 80 percent sure she's Haitian. I have to double check it. Pretty sure she's Haitian. But yeah. Um, and that would mean like two of the top female tennis players. No, Naomi hasn't played in a while, but both of them have Haitian lineage. Naomi's 50 50. She's 50% I thought she was, Japanese. Yeah, Japanese. Yeah. 50% Japanese and reps are Japanese as far as international play, but she's also, her dad is 100% Haitian, so she's 50% Haitian. Um, we know what her mom likes to watch. Hey! Don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Coco Golf. Fun fact Coco Golf has played Iga Svetka. They played in the French Open final last year. It was the first final that Coco made. Um, and she lost to her. 
Coco has lost to Iga Svetka six times in head-to-head matchups. Really? So, Iga's the number one player in the world. She's right number now, one too. player in the world right now. Coco's the six. So this is a big. This is a big. She's nineteen. She's entering. You know what would be like the prime. Not really, but you know, getting closer to uh, an age when people are going to start asking: Is she going to win? Is she going to win? Is she going to break through? Um, I think this is a really big opportunity for her to make that next step. Uh, this is only the quarters, not even the semis. They're playing. Yeah. They found each other pretty early. Um, we have another matchup that's going to be pretty early: uh, Djokovic and uh, Carlos Alcaraz. Uh, they're both playing in the quarters today. If they both win, they will meet in the semis. Um, Djokovic on track to try to eclipse the doll in the most um, finals. Grand Slam victories and Alcarez, who won the U.S. Open a couple. Alcarez years. is the hothead, right? No, you're thinking of um, Kyrgios. Okay, um, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Alcarez is the 18 year old that won the U.S. Open against Tiafimo. Uh, why can't I remember his last name? Tiafimo. Oh my gosh! Get it on it. Francis Diafimo. Francis? I was going to say, that sounds like a last name. Uh, But yeah, he had. No, that's not. That's not what I'm thinking of. Okay. Because this guy's 25. What's his name? A little older. Carlos. We got time. How much time? What time are we at right now? 50 minutes. 50 minutes? 50 minutes? Yes. Jeez, how does this always happen? I asked myself the same thing. <laughs> uh, trying to find his U.S. Open victory. Oh, he didn't even play him in the final? Riveting. Riveting stuff. That's crazy. I thought they played. We're getting old, man. He's That's only 25. Happens. I thought he was older than that. I thought he was like in his thirties. Damn. Um, Nobody plays tennis in their thirties. A lot of people play tennis in their thirties. But uh, he, uh, so yeah, he's trying to um, fulfill his destiny. He got hurt, uh, and I don't think he participated in the Australian Open. So this is his first Grand Slam since winning the U.S. Open last year. Uh, so yeah, that's what we're looking at with Carlos Alcaraz. All right, anything on the the W? W, we got a couple of couple of couple of good games this past weekend. Um we had the battle of the two former Gamecocks in um the Aces played the fever. So Leah Boston, current number one pick versus Asia Wilson, former number one pick. The Aces won, the Aces the are fever. five and no. Uh Indiana Fever, yeah. That's the name. I did not know that was Indiana's name. That's <laughs> so many um, problems I have with that. Fever what's wrong with the fever? The Trail of Tears, they pushed all the Native Americans oh. out of the Midwest using blankets covered in polio and fever. Okay, Brian. Wow. Don't worry, everybody. I've got your back. <laughs> and I'm help, sorry, really? indigenous peoples. You shouldn't say Native Americans because there was no America before they we got here. That's a great point. 
Um, well, God, Asian I Wilson. just sounded like a fucking Karen right there. Kill me. Asia um, Wilson. No, Karen goes the other way. You sounded like a woke uh, mob. You're, you're what DeSantos wants to rid the world of. That's what he's running his campaign on, just ridding the world of wokeness. We've got to get rid of the wokeness. It's the worst. DeSantis is the man. 2024. Who are you doing? Who do you think I'm doing? 2024. It's very confusing because he would not be campaigning for DeSantis. He's running I know, against but DeSantis. Trump, I can't do a DeSantis impression. I can do a Trump impression. Uh, Asia Wilson had 27. So weird to have that. The it, best. Stop, 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 stop. Asia Wilson is the best. <laughs> I was just about to say, so weird to have a Trump bring out in the middle of WNBA coverage. Um, Asia Wilson had 27, 10, and four blocks. Uh, the Sky beat the Liberty, and then the Sky Twitter account uh, trolled the Liberty because they are a super team that was concocted. Um, yeah, they are. The Sky won tw- uh, 86 to 82. Kalea Copper had 27 points. That's what I was going to say. I thought uh, you were going to say they wings, won by 20. I was like, there's no way. No, no, no. no. Your wings lost to the Connecticut Sun I know, I by six. But again, to me, who might be the most improved player as well, or I think she's come back. I don't think she played much last year. Um, but she may be in running for MVP. Uh, Satu Sabali, 26 and 14. Uh, in a losing effort, um, they're now three and three. And on Saturday, the Lynx beat for their first victory. They beat the Mystics by two late in that game, and the Sparks beat the Storm despite Jewel Lloyd's thirty-seven points and eight threes in that game. Uh, a lot of good basketball going on. Um, I'll you'll hear about a mistake I made or I'm going to make this Friday actually that deals with the W. Uh, but yeah, nothing in MLB that I want to talk about. Brennan, let's right. get out of here. Do you want to hear let's, what I messed up on? Do you want to hear? My, you, yeah, my, tell my tell us on? all. So, I think it was. Oh, was this going to be a long story? <laughs> no, 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 you, no, 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 no. The no, way no, you no. took a breath, you're like, so. No, 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 not a long story. Um, so Friday, me and the lady we were watching some WNBA coverage. We were watching our Atlanta Dream. And then I was like, you know what? Let me go look at tickets because I've been wanting to go to a game. I keep saying I'm going to go to a game this season. Let me see who you they're keep playing. Saying that. They're who they're going to play this week. And on, on Friday, they're playing the Liberty. Whoa. I was like, all right. going to you know, see the game. super team. I was like, it's a big game. You know, let's, I was like, you know what? Let's buy tickets. Boop, 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 boop. Purchase the tickets. Then I'm like, all right, cool. How much do those tickets go for? Um, I they're think not I got crazy, like, right? No, like 40 some odd bucks. Okay. But then Ticketmaster, all the fees. Yeah, and blah, 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 blah. Um, so I'm like, cool, cool, cool. And then uh, watching the NBA game on Sunday, and uh, they say the upcoming schedule for game three and four. <laughs> They're playing on Friday, Brennan. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're playing on Friday. <laughs> you already bought these tickets. You I already bought the tickets. All I mean, right, it's fine. not it's not a clenching game. It's not a not a clenching game. Um, my 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 the my brain immediately started snapping and uh, firing. The synapses started firing. Game starts at seven. The NBA game starts at eight thirty, which is really like eight forty five. So I'll miss like maybe the first. I'll watch the first quarter on my phone at the game. Um, well, that's a great date night. Uh, uh, 
we're still going to be at the game. We're going to have the whole first half flush. Like, come on, going to see Brianna Stewart, going to see Jocko Jones, going to see Ryan Howard. You should, uh, like, yeah, you should go down there and try and say what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, you want to come over? Guys, guys, you want to come over? I have a podcast. Cheers from the press box. The and most we'll that the press conference in that. its entirety. <laughs> Other than the actual WNBA and former WNBA players that do podcasts, this is the most pro women's sports podcast out there. I mean, we just had three successive topics that were all women's sports. Yeah, and that's thanks to mainly in and somehow in that you wedged in Tiger Woods, Donald Trump. I brought up DeSantis. Okay. I like to watch the best. We're hey, talking about the best. Brennan, you're, you're hosting. Uh, yeah, Joe, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorba. You can find this show's Twitter and Instagram at Sharing Press. Don't forget to check out Who Does a Podcast and A New Low, all at anewlow.co, the shows that I'm affiliated with and the network that this is all a part of because we're all good, good friends. Brennan. At Brennan T. Comedy. On all social media, BrennanTComedy.com. Check out my one-man show that I put so much work into. is now released on Patreon.com slash BrennanTassif. Also, you can check out my other podcast called X Drinking Buddy. I have guests on and they talk about their best and worst drinking, drug, party, and getting in trouble stories. And then finally, I do have a podcast with two other very funny comics called The Power of How, which is a positivity podcast. That's right. I do three. BrennanTComedy.com, at BrennanTComedy on all social media. And... Yeah. Who do you think you are doing three podcasts? Huh? Oh, dude, it's exhausting. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> that was a joke. Uh, well, one of them I only do once every two weeks, which is great. Satu's is so pretty. Um, <laughs> MVP of my heart. She has uh, a sister who plays on the Liberty, actually, who's an inch taller. She's 6'4". Her sister is 6'5". This is... All right, let's get out of here, Joe. Hello, you gotta say that's why we play the game. I know, but you have to say, "Get me out of oh, here." Oh, sorry, you're right, Brendan. Get us out of here, and that's why we play the game. Hello, hello. Every once Huge. in a while, I have lapses in how the show ends. Huge shout out, Rosang. This is gonna be a thing, man. I'm telling you, it's gonna be the greatest thing we've ever seen. <laughs>